Hello and welcome to Mr. Free Talk Radio Podcast with your hosts, Theo Free and Nikki Henderson. Join in the conversation as everyday people talk about everyday life. Now turn your listening device up because we are going live. And welcome to Free Talk Radio Podcast. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. The Mr. Free Talk Radio Podcast. Our purpose is to create a space for real talk with everyday people who live everyday lives. We are excited about you joining us. You can find our podcast on many platforms including Anchor, Apple Podcast, Buzzsprout, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Altail. You can look forward to an exciting series of topics as we feature guests who are everyday people with the knowledge to share information that will be impactful to the lives of all listeners. New podcasts are available for download on Wednesdays. Don't forget to subscribe. Today we have Bishop Victor Glover with us, who is in charge of Fathers on the Move, Empowering Men for the Purpose program that's going on right here in North Carolina. And always my co-host, Nikki, is with us. It's a very exciting show, so remember to turn your devices up as we go in and talk to Bishop. And of course, we would like you to share this podcast with um, uh, a man in your life is either struggling or having issues right now, and we'll try and connect you as much as possible with, with Bishop Glover because they are doing an excellent job helping men, especially um, men who are incarcerated. So. Let's dive right in, Nikki. Yeah, so let's go right in. I'm excited about today's episode um, because we get to really talk about a hot topic, which is our men. Uh, We spend a lot of energy um, at times focusing in on uh, even the women, but the men are really uh, where we need to be targeted in this season. And I'm excited about having Bishop Lichter Glover here with us today. He's the founder of Fathers on the Move uh, Ministry. It's a, 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 a nonprofit organization. Uh, it's run by volunteers. These are men that are just signed up for the cause. And they have an entire team uh, that I believe is even expanding outside of this state. And so we're going to have Bishop Glover talk to us today about Fathers on the Move. I'll start off with a question. Uh, Bishop Glover, kind of, what was the spark uh, for you to start Fathers on the Move? And tell us about it, like how long it's been in place and everything. But And, and what was that spark that started Fathers on the Move? Well, I guess um, the spark was, that was me at one time. You know, that was a, I was a man that was broken. I was in need and, um, you know, and, and knowing that my own experiences, you know, I, I knew that we had to have something that could, you know, really be tailored on dealing with men and men issues to help them uh, come out and, and begin to understand their purpose. Okay. And that's what it was all about, you know, and, um, and so in doing that, uh, in 2012, um, I was working for um, Department of Social Services, and um, you know, and and so with me in working in the workforce uh, department, I was the job coach, and so 
pretty much I was over the workforce class, which is the new word for welfare, you know, and they actually had a class where the ladies would come in. And so, um, so basically I learned about the different agencies that would uh, offer support, you know, and it was centered around, like I said, the, the, the women, but, um, but I knew I had to be a, a male advocate and, and I knew that men had needs. And so, uh, because at one point in my life, that was me, I, I was a man that was in need of services and things like that. And so, so with that, um, uh, it was a social worker, uh, supervisor who one day was like, well, listen, I, I hear, you know, what you're doing in the community and things like that. And she was like, you know, you ought to come up with something um, centered around, um, you know, men and fathers. And I was like, yeah, you, you know what, you were right. And I think it was just so on time um, because I was advocating for men and child support, the things that men have to go through in, in that particular area and stuff like that. And so I said, you know what, you're right. And so I went in prayer about it. And, uh, and through DSS, you know, the Fathers on the Move was birthed out. And, uh, and I really took it and ran with it and, and, uh, and started just really from my own life experiences, knew that men needed help in, in particular areas. And, and, and like I said, I always like to use myself uh, as, a, as, as a young man or a kid who didn't, my, my father was not in my life. And, and so that's one of the things a lot of times I see. And, um, and so with that, uh, you know, we can carry uh, certain uh, feelings or, or um, you know, or even be angry, you know? And I said, we had to have a setting where men could come in and dump out. Men could really, the things that they deal with, they can feel free to just dump it out. And in the process, um, get some uh, some guidance through those things. So that's kind of what started it, and and um, and and what really uh, incubated was my my own life story, pretty much. Um, and, and I was you know angry that my dad didn't show up. You know I didn't meet him until I was 22 years old. You know, and uh, and then just to find out he was watching me play high school football against my half brother, you know, it's just things like that. And so, and so I had to come to grips where I actually forgave him and we met and he was like, Hey, you know, um, I can't worry about what happened in the past. If you want a future, fine. That's, that's, you know, let's do it. So that's kind of where it all started and incubated in 2012. And it's, it's taken different, uh, how can I say, um, faces and, and in the development, um, you know, I was just really having classes, um, you know, talking to the men who were coming back from incarceration, um, them having to talk about their issues, but it, it and as that process began to grow, um, uh, the word got out. And so, and so I knew that we had to develop partnerships, um, where it's essential, especially dealing with men and men needs. And so uh, I started partnering with people like DSS, uh, the health department, um, even law enforcement, um, because I knew that, you know, in dealing with men who are coming back from incarceration, you got men with criminal records. And that was one of the things that, you know, I wanted to help men with um, in, in the areas of resume building, um, being able to know how to present themselves, how to 
how to uh, go for a job interview and sell yourself to set you apart from all the people who don't have a record and you do. So it was it was those little things that just really accumulated into a point that I think in 2017, I came up with a curriculum. And that curriculum really is what really took us off and took us to a whole nother level. And um, and since 2017, that that has really propelled us to now um, to have now become a best practice with the federal government. Um, and that's very humbling, you know. Uh, we mm -hmm. we serve the federal prisons and the state prisons um, here in North Carolina, and uh, where North Carolina only has one federal prison, and um, and so that just really expanded. Um, where they saw numbers in our class that they hadn't seen in 20 years. When you average 125 men a class, they was wow. like, "What are y'all doing?" And we won't preach in Jesus neither. You know, because I knew that we had to reach all men and I didn't want nobody to to look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, um, uh, oh, I'm just coming to get preached to or something. No, we coming to deal with your issues, you mm -hmm. know, and I, and I think until we can have a man realize and face his issues, it's a revolving door, you know. And so that's one of the key things is that we get to the root cause of a man's issues and, and let's let's deal with this thing. And so that curriculum is really what really propelled us. So is this program primarily for men who were previously incarcerated or this is just open to any man? No, it's open to any man. And that's the uniqueness about our program. I mean, we one of our leaders, he's actually a, um, a retired uh, sergeant uh, from the from correctional system. So so he, he saw this. He wanted to be a part of the solution. You know, um, so not all our men um, are coming from incarceration, um, you know, and so that's the uniqueness about what we do. You know, it's, it's for every man, especially, you know, men just being able to come in and being safe to be able to be free where they can drop the wall, take the mask off and just get real with yourself, you know, and, yeah. and that's what it's all about, you know, and that's when we can get a breakthrough. You know, and um, and so, yeah, it's open to anybody. And Bishop, I want to take you back in time for a second. You know, back in 2012, that first session, what was that like? You know, that you're launching out on really faith. And what, what was that like uh, to start back then, if you can recall? Yeah, I, actually, I can. Um, <laughs> the, they had given us a building. Um, I think it was the Unemployment Security Commission building uh, to use. And so that's one of the things I say again, the partnerships, because I knew that we didn't have finances. And so we dealing with, with men, you know, that we're trying to help them get on track. So, so those partnerships, 85% of all our locations are free. And so, um, and so developing those partnerships and that's where, that first class was like, wow, I mean, here it is, you know, and, and this is what it was all about. And, um, and, and, and I can remember so vividly of, of, of laying that vision out, that first class. And, and I told the brothers that was with us, you know, at that time, you know, just hold on, you know, and, 
let's go on this journey, you know, and um, but stay committed, stay dedicated, you know, and and let's 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 walk this thing out together. And it was a process, you know. So yeah. so it was it was an awesome experience to know that you know I was I was actually finally able to get men. And like I said, it was a different ball game for ministry, you know, where you know men can just come in and be honest, you know, and just open. You know, you want that anyway, but you know, it's just the atmosphere was was totally different. So, so yeah, that was a great experience for me, and I hold on to that day mm-hmm. even now, all these years later. I figured you would remember that day, so I said, let me throw that out there, and I can even um, just hear it in your voice because you can relive. And I'm sure there's been moments that you've drawn on that day because, truth be told, it's not easy to lead. Uh, such a large, large effort, but I'm sure you center back to the beginning and why you're doing it, and and that keeps pushing you uh, into into the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I had did research too. Uh, every male initiative in our county had failed, mm. and and that was a a a like uh you know I use those those motivational moments and, 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 you know, those God things that God give me to like, okay, this is going to make my drive even more passionate about what I do. And I was determined that that was not going to be us, you know? And, uh, and, and so just that, that alone fueled my fire to say, Hey, you know, uh, giving up, uh, 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 dropping the ball is not an issue. We can take a hit, but we're going to keep right on moving. Yeah. You know? So, so Bishop, tell tell us uh, the listeners a little bit about your program structure and the different levels that is involved in your program structure. Okay. So yeah. Um. So we we start off with level one, which is twelve weeks. Okay. Um. And and it also has a graduation because I believe men need to be celebrated. You know, men go through enough. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and give him a sense of accomplishment. So we want to celebrate him for his accomplishment going through this process. And so right. we start out day one. First thing they come is when they come to our class, you know, now it's virtual, but um, they get a, a, a notepad and a pen. And I say, I'm going to hold you accountable. Every class, you're going to have your notepad and your pen because we want you to invest energy into your own personal development. And if a man write his stuff out, you know, then he's, he's going to be more apt to go back and read it and study it. And, um, and so we start that out with asking them two things. What's your goals? What do you say you want to accomplish as a man? Okay. And we just say, give us five out the gate. We just want five right now. Right. And and he writes that down. Then we ask him, give us five issues that you deal with as a man. And I tell him, be brutally honest. Okay, be brutally honest with yourself. What are your issues? And they write it out. Then they sign it and then we sign. And then we hold them accountable to dealing with the very things and holding them to say, hey, we're going to walk you through this process. That's the first thing, right out the gate. Okay. And then we go through a series of each week, each course is laid out. Um, we can go anywhere from communication because men 
by nature bad communicators. So we actually deal with communication skills, you know, how to talk, you know, and we make each man, um, um, he has to scribe out for his group. We have group breakouts and we have a discussion that we talk about because I want to hear that next motivational speaker. I want to hear that next leader. I want, I want to hear what's in them. So then we can better process who they are when they begin to reveal themselves when they open their mouths up. And so, and so with that process, we, uh, we can pretty much begin to determine where they're going to be planted at, um, you know, um, and, and as they walk through those 12 weeks, um, we, we, we check on them to see, are they working on those things that they wrote down? So, and so one of the big things is that we hold them accountable. We have an accountability system because I believe men need to be accountable, you know, not just giving you something and then just going head on, but no, you're going to have somebody to walk this thing out with you. Correct. You're not by yourself. Okay. And so they go through that. We have a graduation. Um, we have um, our partners, whether it's law enforcement, uh, government officials come and and celebrate you know and and especially it's huge um especially our our graduations inside the prisons you know it's something when you see the chief of police the sheriff um and these type of people come into the prison to celebrate a man's graduation right i mean that's huge because i'm trying to change the game right because you know, a lot of times we can look at that stigma that that's the enemy. The police is the enemy, you know, right. and I'm trying to disrupt that, you know. Right. And, and so what better way to have them to come in and say, hey, you know, I, I just have a job to do, you know. And, um, you know, and if and, and if you can get to know who I am and, and, and man, it's, it's something when those guys can sit down and, and break bread <laughs> with them at the table. And um, so it's huge. And that's one of the things we do. And then they go right into level two. Level two training is 12 weeks also. And, and that's all leadership. So now we're taking him from level one. Now he's dealing with himself. Now he's dealing with his issues to say now, okay, I'm now ready to begin to really find my purpose. What's my place? You know, and then from that point, um, we begin to identify his characteristics, his his uh, his his uh, uniqueness, his makeup, and and then we begin to um, train them to now they're going to start leading the class. So they become facilitators. Right. Um, and so now I sit in the back. All right. Now, now you do your thing. Then you lead the class. And and I never forget the first time that I um, I had to go out of state. And, and it was going to be their first time, the group, level two guys, uh, facilitating the class. And I never forget when I came back the next class and, and I always open up with, you know, open form and, and to hear from them. And them guys literally was like, you know what? I wasn't going to come to class because you won't hear. <laughs> but then... To hear those guys say they were glad that they came because they thought and and they, and they broke me down. You know, I, I, I you know I, I was like a big crybaby. They said we thought we were listening to ten bishops, ten you, yeah. ten wow. of you up there. 
you know how humbling that was, man. I, right. I, I wow. couldn't even contain that. I had to let that one go. And and that changed the game. When those guys saw those guys lead that class, and it was 10 of them, right. wow. our, our level two guys, and, and that was like a defining moment. Um, and, and, and now they're facilitators. Uh, and so then they have a graduation again. But here's the here's the here's a here's a powerful point that's that actually happens. They now say, I'm going the, the where the, the town that I'm from, I'm now gonna go back and lead a father's on the move location. The, wow. the same yeah. city I helped rack, rack up or uh, uh, cause havoc in, I want to go back and make a difference. That's powerful. That is that powerful. is powerful. Right, right. And um and and to see it happening. And um, I mean, like right now, we just um, had our one of our graduations, and we are now going national. So yeah, yeah. So we're we're excited about it. Excited. Um, I, go ahead, Nicole. We're like we're like racing ahead. We are both trying to ask you stuff at the same time. That means <laughs> we're excited about it. We're like fighting over you, Bishop. But oh, I, I had a chance to attend the graduation and it was extremely powerful, powerful guest speaker. But one of the things that absolutely as a mom and as a single mom of two young African-American men, what, what I was like blown away with was some of the youth that spoke during the graduation that are in your program. So tell us about because it's not just about the older man, but you're targeting the 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 one before he comes a full man in order to really change the game. Absolutely. And and that whole setup of mindset is to disrupt and eradicate the school to prison pipeline. Bottom mm. line. Um and, and and that can't be done by lip service. We gotta be intentional about going after our youth, you know, and um you know, I'll never forget what really inspired me and empowered me about this whole mentorship is that when I was a senior in high school, um, I had colleges looking at me. Yeah, I was a pretty, pretty good football player, you know, and I'm humble, you know, and um, <laughs> and I had colleges coming after me. And because I wasn't on point, because I didn't have no accountability in my life, I missed my scholarship opportunity. Wow. And if I'd have had a mentor in my life, it, I really believe it would have went a different way. And so yeah. I knew that we had to establish a mentorship. So here it goes back to that partnership where one of our wonderful county commissioners was like, look, I'm going to take you and about four more other leaders and I'm going to have I'm going to take you all to a training in Greensboro and we're going to pay for everything and, and we're going to have you all become master mentors train the trainers and so i went and got certified as a master mentor and so now i can certify folks to become mentors so that we can really go after the youth and and that was really a a, a game changer and uh and i never forget our first mentee actually came while i was in court with an adult with one of the brothers Ah. And and the judge called me out in the middle of court, <laughs> like um, and 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 was like, Bishop, I need you. Hold up, don't you leave. And I was like, Yes, man, I never forget her. And she was like, Listen, I have a young man right here that uh, he has some issues, 
and and he's been kicked out of one program, and I feel like what he needs is fathers on the move. Will you take him? I said, yes, ma'am, bring him on. And that was our very first mentee, and I'm honored to say right now he's in his second year of college. And wow. he was he was a sophomore when when he got when that happened. When when I became his mentor, uh, mentor, he was a sophomore, and um, and so they go through a twelve week process, also level one, and 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 what we do with them is, um, the key thing that we deal with our youth is the three L's: listening, learning, and life. And and one wow. of the things I wanted to do was be intentional about listening to the youth. Because they say we don't listen to them, but but right. we want them to listen to us. Right. So I became the student. I wanted to just go in and I got around the youth and I just began to listen to them. I wanted to hear what they had to say, what what their likes and dislikes were. And I'm gonna tell you, they schooled me. I mean they schooled me some kind of good. And that's how I got those three L's. Um, I listened to them. You know, I heard I, I heard him out, and and that's one of the problems, and I say it as a problem because a child should never be able to feel like they can't go to their own currents to let out anything that they're dealing with. Yes, yes. Right. And they're coming our class and tell us stuff that they wouldn't even tell their parents. Parent. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm like, why do you feel that way? And they're gonna tell you. They're gonna be straight up. And, 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 and that's where we begin to get our breakthrough because now, and, and then in the process, we redirect them back to their parents and say, well, no, you get their attention and you sit down with them and you look them eye to eye and you really let them know how you feel. Right. Okay. And, and tell them you love them. But, but right now, I really need you to listen to me. Just listen to me, you know. And so many times, us as parents and adults, we always want to be the one talking. When right. we should be the ones really listening, because you will really find out. You know, um, especially in this COVID season, a lot of the the, um, the stressors of them having to deal with being isolated and not being able to see their friends a lot, and like they right. once was. Yeah. It was it was something. Right. You know, yeah. to see what these kids went through with COVID. And so, um, and so that's really how our mentoring um, with our youth um, kind of really took off with that one mentee. Mm -hmm. And and so one of the things we're intentional about is that we deal with juvenile court. We get re direct referrals from juvenile court. Um, we deal with the crisis unit, uh, the police department, um, as they deal with youth out in the communities. They see some that might be at risk and some troublemakers. Send them to us. Right. We got them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so and so that's where we're able to catch them, I believe, for they can get themselves really in uh in deeper situations. And now right. we are now become a uh diversion plan. So now uh for low-level crimes, they can actually be diverted to us instead of having to go through the system. Right. Uh mm. of, uh going to court, the judicial system. So that's huge, you know, and that's why I say we got to be intentional with our partnerships, you know, and um, let them go through our class. And if they, you know, go through um, that that first mentee we had, 
he had some serious stuff on him. He had charges and all that. And and uh, by him completing the class, they were able to uh, go back, and he did not get those charges on his record. He That's completed the class, wow. went through the process. Um, the judge even came down and hugged him when he had to finally go back and face the music. She hugged him. His grandmother, he was a single parent, just like me, uh, um, uh, only child. And and, see, and, and uh, he played football, so I can relate to him. Right. Right. And, um, and, and his grandma, my grandparents raised me, basically. And uh, I'll never forget the day his grandmother wanted to know where our church was. And she said, I'm coming to get my praise on. And I mean, she told the church down. <laughs> see her baby. <laughs> <laughs> she had to come give God some praise to see her baby turn his life around. I mean, he was something too, but by the grace of God, we were able to reach him. And uh, and like I said, he just recently moved out uh, for grandma. And, and I called her and she was like, Bishop, I love you. Thank you so much. I said, we're going to give God the glory for this one here. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's stuff like that, man. It's, you know, um, but, but we're passionate. Our leaders, uh, two types of mentoring, one-on-one or group. So, and through the diagnostic of listening, learning, and doing life with them, you'll find out what they need more of. Um, if, if somebody needs more attention one-on-one, then we'll give them that. Right. Um, but we do have a group setting where we bring them all together. And like now, it's, it's Zoom, um, and, and we put them with a mentor. Tell me about the, your success matrix. What are those three matrices you look for um, um, when you judge success um, in your program? Right. Well, I, we look at, first and foremost, um, them completing the program, okay? Going through the process, okay? Um, and, and finishing it out. And with the kids, we look for them to be on-time graduation. Um, that they graduate by the 12th grade. Um, uh, we look for um, the men, uh, we look for them to not only, um, they're now involved with their family, they have a job, they're no longer getting in trouble. Um, the recidivism rate has now gone down. Right. Um, that was one of the things we made the paper about because our recidivism rate and our program was like, you know, it broke numbers as far as nationally um, that our men are not going back to jail or prison. Right. Okay. Wow. And, yeah. and, and they are engaged with their families. They're, they're being that productive father. If, if they are one, they, they now uh, are in their children's lives, been an example to their kids um, and they're holding it down. And now they're walking in their purpose. So, so, so we use those type of metrics, um, and um, especially the, the employment. All our men, and this is crazy. Through COVID, our men were getting jobs. <laughs> you know, so they didn't really miss a beat, man. When COVID hit, them guys wow. still kept working and, and how everything worked itself out. But we we're intentional about developing partnership with companies that hire felons also. You know, mm-hmm. and we believe in second chance, and, and, and then we can vouch for him to say he comes to class on time. You know, this is what he's doing. 
those are all things, man. We they they know to be 15 minutes early for class and stuff like that. Um, and so um, and so those are kind of the those are the metrics that we use. Um, and and like I said, that number one is that our recidivism rate is like at like two three percent. Um, you know, and so um, so with that, um, those are the things. Um, success stories we have those. Um, and, and I try not to be a numbers guy, but, you know, um, and, and I rather take quality over quantity, right? You know, right. If we can, if we can birth out quality, healthy men, that's a win, you know, cause a lot that's of programs right. get caught up on the numbers. They want numbers, you know, and, and a lot of times that's how their funding is centered around is them producing those numbers. No, mm -hmm. we're producing a quality um, and that's one of the things that they know um, is that we spend time. Um, discipleship and mentoring, you got to spend time. You right. know, you got to walk, you got to do life with people. And that don't happen overnight. That's you know, most, most mentoring programs, the longer you, uh, you, your match with a mentee is, 12 to 18 months, that's it. The match is over. We don't do that. Okay. You know. Um, we, I want to see him get married, <laughs> praise mm -hmm. the Lord and have mm -hmm. a family. And then he can know he can call back in any time, any situation. He knows that there is a mentor and a, a leadership that's there for them. So, so those are some of the metrics that we use in our program. Yeah. So man, Bishop, how do you balance it all? You're not just the founder of Fathers on the Move, but you're also the founder of Last Days World Outreach Ministries. You're a dad, you're a husband. How do you how do you balance it all? Give us give us that insight, that insight into Bishop's world. <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, one good thing right out the gate is my wife. <laughs> she gonna make sure <laughs> I give her her time, you yes. know. And, and I had to learn this early on in ministry. Because a lot of times we can get caught up in ministry and, and believe it's like God, ministry, then family. And I had right. to learn that the hard way that, no, it's God, family, ministry, right. you know, and I had to get that protocol and, and I had to get that locked in and, and down packed. So, so actually, I, I'm really intentional about that. Um, uh, just yesterday. Um, I took my boys because, you know, my getaway from everything, I deep sea fish. I love the fish. So <laughs> so yesterday I took the whole family. We went and had a little picnic and my boys, I allowed them, you know, um, four and eight years old to, to do fit, to go fishing. Um, and so you, you got to have that time to block in your schedule and, and all that I do. But I know that I have to be other where other hats. And I got to be intentional about my family, you right. know, and uh, and so that's and then leadership development is so important because I know how to delegate stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, and, and one of the things I always tell my guys, I'm looking to work my way out of positions. OK, for real. And, right. and I love giving out, you know, um, you go, you do it, you run with it. And, you know, and so. So, yeah, so that's that's one of the, the ways or. The biggest thing in me balancing out is that I don't try to do everything. I, I have to know when to say no uh, right. and know when I can't do that. 
you know. Um, I don't try to put a lot on my plate. I know I got my hands into a lot of things, but right. like I said, I'm, I'm about delegation, you know, and, and empowering others to do what I know I can do, but I can give it away to somebody else to do. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, Bishop. Um, I tell you, on Free Talk Podcast, extra, average people doing extraordinary stuff in neighborhoods, and you are one of those uh, persons, Bishop. So um, uh, before we wrap things up, could you just tell the listeners where they can get in touch with you? Yes, um, fathersonthemove.org. Uh, and that's one word, all lowercase, fathersonthemove.org is our website. Um, they can reach me ministry-wise, um, also at lastdaysworldoutreachministries.org or ldwom.org, uh, ministry-wise. And um, you can send me a message. Uh, my email is bishopglover, the number seven, at gmail.com. And we'll put all that in the uh, description of this podcast as well, if anyone missed that. Thank you again, Bishop. We know you're a very busy man. Thank you for what you do for... Uh, um... Yes. And I have one request. One request. We're going to need a part two because Bishop also and his wife have sisters on the move. And so we got to have an episode. Yeah, I didn't tell you. Uh, so we got to have an episode. But uh, this was, I know that there's some man that will hear this podcast. Matter of fact, I just put it out there now that there will be a man that will hear this podcast and will connect in uh, with Fathers on the Move and uh, will just even hearing what uh, Bishop Glover shared today even working on their minds uh, and changing mindset. And so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. I know, I know that. I know it's going to happen. Amen. Bishop, thank you for taking time out to visit our program. And we really appreciate it. And we pray all the best for you in this very difficult thing you do, dealing with um, men who were previously incarcerated and getting them back into society. I know it's a tough thing, but yes. we're going to be keeping you in prayer. Thank, thank you, you one more time. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank and you. that's it for today. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you again, Bishop. Absolutely. And the, Keep doing what y'all do. We will. And the organization is called Fathers on the Move. You can go to www.fathersonthemove.gov to find out more. .org. See, that's why you do those things, um, Nikki. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and do what I do. And, and I always, as always, thank you for listening to us. Please like and subscribe our podcast. We are going to keep bringing on these amazing guests. If you want to be on a guest on our show or you have a question, want to connect with a guest, reach out to us by email at mrfreetalkradio at gmail.com. Spell out the mister, M-I-S-T-E-R. Remember that we'll never share your information, so feel free to reach out to us. You can trust us with that. And we'll see you again soon. And don't Thank forget, you. women, you know a man who needs to connect with Bishop and this program in some way. Thank you again, yeah. Bishop. Amen. And until then, we'll see you guys. 
Thank you for joining us on Mr. Free Talk Radio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more content, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and anywhere podcasts are available. To stay updated on the latest content release, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Soon we'll be coming to a YouTube channel near you. If it is real talk, it's on the Free Talk Radio Podcast. We hope to see you soon.